Welcome back. Well, the past few weeks, uh, many of us have had some really, really hard moments. Maybe you found yourself wanting to scream out the window. And if you haven't seen it, uh, I think on my social media, um, I posted uh, <laughs> a beaver that's screaming on, I think, day five of his social uh, distancing. And it's uh, hilarious because sometimes you feel like just going outside and just screaming. Or maybe you found yourself in a heap on the floor crying, you know, praying for life to get back to normal for a breakthrough or some sort of change. The challenges people are facing, the fear and the possibility of loss is all very real for each of us. And some of us are feeling, you know, trapped. Other people are just fearful of losing their livelihood and so many other things. It's, it's really, really a unique, unique time. I hit the, <laughs> I hit the wall. Well, I think it was like day 14 or 15 this past week on Tuesday um, of our family social distancing protocol. You know, I'm a I'm, you know, a very social person or I'm private, but I'm social. And, uh, you know, I just, I felt overwhelmed. I cried and cried until I couldn't cry anymore. Um, I cried for others. I cried for my kids. I cried for me, my business and all the work I've put in the past nearly 11 years into this work and how in an instant everything's being threatened. <laughs> it's crazy. And then on top of that, I'm an empath, so I pick up on the energy of the collective. If I don't protect my sort of space well enough, I can pick up on the energy of the collective. And on Tuesday, I, it, I didn't do my proper sort of self-care. And it really, really hit me, and I found it overwhelming. And when that happens, when I hit the wall, um, you know, obviously of a big release, but I went to a prayer that helped settle my heart. And for me, that prayer is, dear God, I've done what I can, please show me the way. In that moment, allowing myself to surrender was just what I needed. That full surrender is the moment when you can hear the quiet, when the wants and the guidance of your inner self can be heard. Because I truly believe everything happens for a reason. And uh, this is, you know, the time when you can often hear your inner guidance system telling you that there is strength enough within you to keep going on. Why can't we hear that inner guidance system more often? Because I think that uh, when the pressure isn't on, our thinking defaults into ego-driven concerns, you know, typically stuff relating to how you measure up to others. But when the pressure is on, you often purge your mind of that non-essential stuff, like just like wringing out a wet cloth, you're hand washing, right? You're just getting all that excess water out so it can dry faster. At that moment, you open up your mental bandwidth required, you know, the amount that's required to assess the state of your foundation, your self-image. The truth is not everyone is actually able to hear their inner guidance system after being squeezed or having such a big release. Uh, some people are so far removed from their inner being that instead of Having a gap between their thoughts, they just hear more of the self-doubt and hatred and fear. And I used to be that way, so I could totally relate. Uh, I used to hear stuff like, um, even if I had a big cry in it, you know, all that stuff, I'd still go back to, you're nothing, you're destined to fail, aren't you ashamed of yourself? That dialogue would continue on because I was really, really married to my victim state. And uh, you may have heard the saying, 
When you're squeezed and feeling under pressure, your true essence is what comes out. Being compressed forces you to only keep what you need. The excess is baggage. But that excess baggage falling into the open like this, hmm, maybe that's your opportunity to see what you need to heal. You know, maybe that's that's what's happening. Maybe the squeeze is allowing what needs to heal to come forward for you to see it. And that's a big blessing, even if it doesn't feel like it at first, because the truth is that stuff that we need to heal that's stored inside your body is really deteriorating things on the inside. It's beating you up on the inside. It's hurting you on the inside. And you can continue to look away from what you need to heal, or you can look at it straight in the eyes, so to speak. And you can ask, what are you here to teach me? The reality is so many of you have gone through hard times, even traumatic times in your past. Yet so few, so few of you have had the chance to fully process that pain and suffering in order to leave it behind in the past when it happened back there. That's why a lot of therapeutic work is process work. It's all about accepting and releasing. So you're not constantly reliving it. I wrote a post about how I healed from some of me, some major trauma in my life. And you can read that um, by clicking on the show notes and going to that post. The post is called how I healed or how to heal your own heart. Pardon me. So how can you move from this place of fear that many, 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 many people are in to a place of love? How do you process what you need to heal? So you're squeezed and some of that stuff might have come up and come forward. What do you need to do to bolster your self-image to help you through this time? Here are five things that you can put into practice now that can help you make a shift. And they're straightforward, but they're important. (laughs) Number one is taking responsibility for everything that happens to you. Even what the stuff that feels unlucky, even the stuff that feels unlucky. As Brian Tracy said, you're not always responsible for what happens, but you are always responsible for your reaction to it. Taking responsibility here, right? A big, 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 big asterisk here. Taking responsibility does not equal being at fault. This isn't a, you know, ICBC claim or, you know, some kind of determination of whose fault it was, who made the mistake. That's not right. That's not what this is. This is why so many people get stuck or confused when they talk about taking responsibility. It's not about fault. It's just about something a little bit more empowering um, because you have to be disciplined with this particular tip, especially right now. It's far too easy to play the blame game or throw yourself a pity party but that's not going to get you anywhere. In fact, in the long run, it'll only make you feel worse. Taking responsibility allows you to exercise control over the situation. And guess what happens when you feel in control? You can keep things like worry and panic under better control. Number two, pay attention to the questions you ask yourself. Instead of asking, (laughs) when will this be over? 
you can try asking, how can I best use this time? Questions are incredibly powerful, but many, many, many large percentage of the questions we ask ourselves are really lofty, fear-based questions. We don't even like stop and think about how ridiculous some of the stuff that we say in these questions is like on the extreme negative side, like we'll just allow it. People have this permission to be spewing all of this negativity because we have this negativity bias. We're used to people asking those really skewed, negatively focused questions. Why not go like to the other direction and be really lofty with solutions focused questions? Why not ask those questions that give you answers that move you forward rather than keep you stuck or keep you stuck in the past. And it takes time to practice this, you know, and it's uncomfortable because you're asking questions that sound really ridiculous because nobody else really uses them. But, you know, how can I, you know, why am I so blessed to have this incredible life? And not a lot of people will stop and ask that question. Well, you know, we can just ask, why is this happening to me? And those kinds of things. But go to the other extreme. Why am I so lucky that things are falling into place as if by magic in my life, in my business, in my family? Go the other direction with your questions because questions are that powerful. Go to solutions focused because they're better than the doom and gloom kind of questions. Number three, don't dilute your inner power. And if you followed along with my work before, you know this one, uh, like those frozen cans of Minute Maid juice, <laughs> adding too much water to that concentrated juice makes the juice disappear. It makes the juice weak. It makes the juice taste not so good. And the same thing happens with your inner strength in proportion to how much power you allow others to have over you. An example of this for many right now is drowning yourself in information, news, social media, all of that kind of stuff, because these are the ideas of others. And unless you are fact checking and source checking, then you're not really sure if that information is real or not real. So you want to make sure you're checking with trustworthy sources. And what's interesting about this one in particular is, um, People don't feel as much discipline when it comes to checking sources on good news. That's what I've noticed in this past few weeks. People will be able, they're ready to share stories of this person needs help or this organization needs this or this famous person made this list of what the coronavirus is teaching us. Like all of that kind of stuff is being shared out there, which isn't necessarily true or accurate. So be really disciplined about diluting your inner power and making sure that you are understanding the source of information you are consuming, right? Make it concentrated like the Minute Maid can of juice. Make it the flavor that you like, the intensity you like. It's your juice, your life. Number four, questioning your inner critic. You need to converse with a voice in your head that tells you that you don't matter or that the world's going to end. Because right now, there's a lot of the world's going to end stuff coming from the inner critic of many, many, many people. So you need to challenge it, you need to stand up to it, and you need to take control of your thoughts because you have to remember that you get a choice. I call it bully the bully, so I try to tell you to talk to yourself. And it sounds ridiculous, but it's a technique I've used since 09 
with my clients and with myself and my life and it really, really works. So make sure you stand up to that inner critic's um, tendency to take you to the end of the world because the world's not ending. Okay, number five, having a strong start. If you had to pick one time of the day to exercise the most amount of mental discipline, please, 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 please pick the morning. So how you start your day dictates the trajectory of that day. Every day matters. You get the day. You're blessed to have those 24 hours or whatever waking hours you have, 12 waking hours or 16. You need to be... um really locked in for this because you've been around long enough to know that it this is a fact how you start the day is the trajectory of the day it is so much harder to change gears once you've set the day in motion and then it is to decide to be in a certain gear right from the get-go so if you set the mood and the pace and the the vibe of the day in the morning it's a lot easier than trying to reset and regroup and do it again especially right now when you're already out of sorts especially right now set the tone in the morning. Another really quick thing that you can do is focus on your physiology. It's one of the most overlooked techniques for helping you feel better and for healing. And it's one of the easiest to do because when you stand upright and you keep your head up, you breathe deep and you make eye contact when you communicate, guess what it does? It actually has a major impact on your inner state and a feeling of self-confidence. So even if you're talking uh, about dealing with some of your inner dialogue, as soon as you change your physiology and you have that inner dialogue, re, you know, challenging it and your physiology is right, you'll feel stronger and you'll get to the end faster. I know that when you're afraid and stressed, it may really seem hard to believe that there's a place within you that holds pure love. It may seem really hard to believe that this pain can lead to ultimate healing and perhaps even a major transformation. I know it's hard. It's hard, hard, hard. I've been there. I used to be a skeptic, but I've experienced the quiet that can come even in the midst of the toughest storms. I've had a lot of storms in my life in the past 12 years. A lot. I don't talk about it, but I've had a lot. And I promise you that if I can find that quiet, if I can find it, some little, you know, bit of it is there for each and every one of us. I know you can do this. I know you can access that quiet space. I know you can access that big love. But you have to be honest with yourself and remind yourself You can't just snap your fingers and have it show up. It requires commitment. There are no shortcuts. You can't put it on a vision board. Put it on your calendar. Put it on your calendar. That's it. That's how you get it done. Put stuff on your vision board that's beautiful, that inspires you, uplifts you. But the action matters. Calendars matter. You know, follow through matters. You know, the long-term satisfaction you'll get out of doing this work now that you have the time to do this work will just give you this maximum growth and value for your investment. You will get so much out of it. It's not even funny how much growth you can get right now 
It's a beautiful, beautiful time in history where you have been given this gifted, this opportunity to see what's coming up when you're wringing your cloth, what falls out, what do you need to address? I'd love to know if you, if you want to share, you know, your big cry and what sort of answers came forward to, for you for some of your biggest challenges, what's coming up, I would love to hear from you. I'd like to continue this dialogue. So please head to the show notes and go share your thoughts with me there. If you love this post or like this post, <laughs> enjoyed this post, please help a small business like mine out and share it um, with your friends and family on your social media. Because Right now, especially right now, us small businesses really, really are in need of support and we really appreciate your support. For us, a little goes a really, really long way. And on that note, if you haven't seen the t-shirts I designed to try to help uplift some people in my community, they're called solopreneurs, people that work for themselves by themselves. I hope you'll go and check those out on our social media feeds and our website, pureatma.com. That's where we keep all of our uh, sleep spray and our uh, pain relief spray and all of that can be found there too. But go check out those shirts and I'm donating 100% of the profit that I make on those shirts to help other solopreneurs because it's that kind of a time where we got to rise up together and support each other. So thank you so much and I will see you here next time. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site www.freewithin.me. Talk to you next week. Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday.